0: What's up everybody? Back once again Edwards the podcast. Yes, it has been a while, but let's do this. It is fight week. Big fight feel. Let's talk about it. Another punchers chance edition. Once again, Edwards the podcast. Um writing solo on this one. Shout out to my boy Dennis Ramirez. We couldn't make it uh Happened together this week, but we'll definitely catch you next week for the uh canelo and beval previews um, so as far as uh this week's episode uh, I'm gonna start off um I uh, guess uh talking about uh Tyson Fury versus Dylan White that fight happened uh last Saturday this past Saturday, and uh if you guys watched it it was uh held at I think Wembley Stadium out there in uh England and uh, 90,000 people in the crowd in the stadium, so yeah, big, big heavyweight event out there, uh, not sure how the pay-per-view weighed up uh, or turned out here in the States, but uh big, big, big event out there in England, uh, Tyson Fury took care of business really from the get-go, uh, I believe the stoppage or the knockout was uh, round six, which uh, is something he predicted that he would do around the sixth, seventh round, but yeah, I think it was round six, um, Something that uh, comes to mind. I mean, off the jump, really, the the size was uh, notable. Um, Dylan White had a a lot of trouble getting past uh, um, Fury's distance. And, uh, of course, uh, Tyson Fury has some nice footwork, even though he's such a big dude. Um, But, yeah, um, Tyson Fury from the jump, really, I don't think Dylan White won a single round. Uh, it did get a little bit interesting in the fourth. Um, it got a little rough. The referees had to actually, I mean, the referee actually had to come in and step, uh, step to both of these dudes and let them know, you know, uh, if I remember correctly, Dylan White was, uh, using his elbow, trying to rub it on, on, uh, Fury's face. And then they both were, uh, landing, uh, rabbit shots, uh, hitting behind the head on breaks and on clinches. Uh, so yeah, uh, for a second there, I thought, uh, I thought it was going to get out of hand. The referee called timeout, and these dudes were going at it. Um, but after that, uh, I think uh, the uh, sorry, I think uh, Tyson Fury started coming forward more. Like uh, he wasn't going to have it, so uh, he really put the pressure on on Dylan White. And uh, yeah, uh, you could tell from from then on, it was it was Tyson Fury, and he was hurting uh, Dylan White in all types of ways. Uh, in the end, it was a very very nice uh, knockout. Uh, Dylan White was able to get out, get up, but uh, he was stumbling all over the ring, so the referee had no choice to stop the fight. But uh, Tyson Fury really set it up perfectly. Uh, I don't think he threw an uppercut the whole fight, and the one uppercut he did throw was a right-handed uppercut, landed right on the money, and uh, Dylan White was actually coming towards him. So you see, uh, Tyson Fury kind of push him back after the shot is because he was going to fall into him, I believe. So. But yeah, he was he was really out from the punch, uh, made it up again. Like I said, he made it up before the the ten count. But um, yeah, he, he he just couldn't continue, and uh, you could definitely tell. So yeah, big up! Shout out to Tyson Fury, um, loyal listener. Not nah, just kidding. But yeah, man, I think uh, there's no denying him. You know, he's one of the best, definitely of our era. Uh, he's uh one of the greats of all time now. If if you ask me. Uh, he has mentioned retirement. He has mentioned that he, uh, him and, uh, I guess the dude's name is Naganu from, uh, UFC might, uh, might, uh, step into the ring, um, before he retires. But, um, I don't, I, I know we both want to see him against either Usyk or Joshua or, or both at some some point um I think he's still in his early 30s so or mid 30s so you know for a heavyweight that's that's not too bad fighting maybe twice a year so we'll see where Tyson Fury goes um definitely one of the most entertaining uh fighters in the last few years on and off the ring inside and outside the ring so yeah um I mean we're I'm nobody to tell a fighter not to retire of course but uh hopefully he sticks around if he can and if he chooses to, we'll definitely uh, appreciate his fights and the entertainment that he brings. <clears throat> so moving on to this week, there's really two um, two big events uh, as far as boxing goes. Um, the first one I'm going to talk about is, uh, in my opinion, uh, what are the best uh, fights that could be made as far as a female division. Or actually, I mean, in any division, in boxing itself. But it's really big. And it's going to be a very competitive fight. The main event on the zone. Also on Saturday, this is from uh, Madison Square Garden. is Katie Taylor against Amanda Serrano. Uh, both of these ladies are champs. Uh, they're in their prime. And they're in the same weight class. So, you know, um, jumping right into it, I think. Uh, or jumping right into my pick. I think Amanda Serrano is going to beat Katie Taylor by decision. Um, I'm almost sure it'll be by unanimous decision. But uh, Katie Taylor, she's she's got a lot of heart. She's got a lot of experience. I believe she's uh, got some Olympic pedigree. I could be wrong. But Amanda Serrano really, really boxes really, really nice, really sweet. And I think her her skills just was going to put her over the top on this one. Um, You guys may remember Katie Taylor. She's been fighting on the zone for a while. And uh, as far as us locally here in El Paso, her last fight was against Jennifer Han. Jennifer Han, of course, is from El Paso. Uh, Jennifer did a... A really good uh had a really good account for herself in that fight but uh, in the end Katie Taylor did win uh decisively um but I think this one Serrano is going to be a little too much uh I think Serrano is from New York I'm not I'm not too sure but I don't think any of uh any hometown uh advantage will be in play it's just going to be you know straight up fight between two great fighters and in the same class like I said in the same weight division Uh, and in their prime i expect a really good fight very competitive fight uh katie taylor is more of a puncher brawler style in in my opinion and amanda serrano being the boxer is what puts her over the top for me again I'm, i'm gonna pick her by decision and if i didn't mention it already it's gonna be on the zone straight from madison square garden uh one fight on the undercard that catches my eye uh jesse vargas moving up in weight Uh, I'm not sure if he's fought at 154 before, but most of his career has been at 147, so you guys are familiar with Jesse Vargas, I'm sure, and he's going to be fighting Liam Smith, who I think is a previous opponent of Canelo Alvarez, Uh, and he's a true 154 fighter, if I'm not mistaken, so we'll see. I mean, uh, Jesse Vargas really never proved to have any pop, any power at 147, and I'm not sure... He's gonna find that in moving up in weight, so we'll see how he takes the the punches against Liam Smith. Um, Jesse Vargas' path to victory definitely has to be you know boxing, um, trying to outbox Liam Smith, which which is possible, you know. And and if we remember, if I remember correctly, he's su- um, you know he's subjected to uh, get hit in the body, so or he's subject to get hit in the body. So this is one of Jesse Vargas' uh, strength, you know. He punches in combinations. Like I said, he's got really no no power worth speaking of but um we'll see it's, it's going to be an interesting fight it's a, definitely a nice um uh, undercard fight uh co-main event or whatever you want to call it uh, i'm not sure if there's any uh, belts on the line on this one i really don't think so but uh yeah um just off the top though i haven't seen liam smith in a while uh jesse Vargas has really been in with uh some some names you know from the PVC lineup, all the way to he, he came up through top rank, and before that through Mayweather promotion. So, uh, I'm just gonna go with uh, man, I don't even want to make a pick, I just want to push for uh, I want to pull for Vargas, you know what I mean. For I mean, I've been following him for a long time, but if I'm picking with my mind and not my heart, I'm gonna have to go with Liam Smith, but winning somehow, you definitely I don't think uh, he can knock out Vargas, uh, even without knowing how Vargas is gonna you know how he's going to hold up to the 154 pound power but um i think he'll find a way to survive but i think liam smith is gonna find a way to win this by decision uh so yeah i'm gonna go ahead and stick with that uh the rest of the undercard really i I saw nothing of note if i overlook anything i apologize but uh, i'm gonna go ahead and move right on to the uh, espn plus espn um event and it's one that we've been waiting for for a long time um Oscar Valdez against Shakur Stevenson, and uh, we've seen you know Shakur come up lately here through the ranks, and finally won the title belt. Um, and you know he's been calling out Valdez for a while. So you know Valdez, I want to say he has more um, experience. Definitely, uh, he's put in more rounds, uh, and he's fought the bigger names, um, and not just names, but you know actually uh, the talent talent more talented fighters than Shakur Stevenson at this point which isn't Shakur Stevenson's fault you know he's just a little bit younger and uh, he's been moved up or moved pretty he's been moved pretty quickly so you know this is uh the fight for Shakur Stevenson to prove himself um again experience with Valdez and uh I guess one of the more interesting things for me you know as of late with fights being made fights that don't get made and this and that and there's mismatches. Uh, and this fight is going to be, uh, two, actually three belts now on, on the line. So, uh, Oscar Valdez has a WBC 130 pound title and Shakur Stevenson has a WBO 130, uh, 30 pound title. And, uh, it was just announced yesterday that the, uh, ring magazine title will also be on the line for those of you that don't know that that means, um, that that's the lineal championship, meaning pretty much meaning that the winner of this belt, um, stakes is claimed as a true champ even though he hasn't cleaned out the whole division but the ring magazine is the one that's been held you know for so long and it's you know by the top dog in each and every uh weight class so at 130 this is to see who's the man uh until proven otherwise and uh i asked earlier in the week on uh, my social media who people were picking and i mean i i I guess i was a little surprised because a lot of people that follow me do know boxing and um uh i'm assuming that uh, right off the jump i'm I'm assuming that they're picking with their head um but i I saw more picks for oscar valdez than, than i was expecting um maybe because i see this fight a little bit differently which i'll go into in a little bit but Actually the, the the majority, whether it's because he's Mexican American or they just like his style. We all like his style. Um, you know, the majority of the people that got back to me picked Oscar Valdez to win. Um I didn't really get whether it would be by knockout or decision, they just want him to win, or they're picking him to win, or they just want him to win straight out, either way. Um so, like I said, I do see this a little bit differently. Um, as we, we, have seen with Valdez, he has like ups and downs in, in, in his fights. Um, and some of us were expecting him to lose to Miguel Burchelt. We were very, very wrong. I definitely include myself in that. Uh, but as the more you think about it, you know, Berchelt's style was really made for, for somebody like, like Valdez. Um, this is the total opposite. Um, Valdez is going to have to press, I think. Uh, On Stevenson, and that might play right into uh, Shakur Stevenson's hand. Um, You know, fighting off the back foot, um, counter punching. Um, But we'll see. I mean, like I said, Oscar Valdez has more experience than Shakur Stevenson. And uh, I don't think um, Stevenson has fought a big puncher or as big a puncher as whatever Valdez is considered right now. Um, We've seen him wear people down, we've seen him knock people out straight up. So. We'll see. Um, it's gonna be telling in the early rounds how, if if and when Valdez is able to catch up to him. Hopefully for Valdez, it'll be it'll be early. But if he catches and lands on Stevenson, the the reaction that Stevenson's gonna have to Valdez's power that that's gonna be very very telling. Um, also, I mean, Valdez has been working with uh, Canelo's team and Eddie Reynoso for for a while now. I want to say almost two years. So they've been molding him to what what they want him to fight. Uh, the style that they want him to fight. So, if I just said, you know, I expect him to try to come out and and find find Stevenson, but I could be wrong. You know, they could just be patient and force Stevenson to uh, get desperate and maybe force him to come forward, uh, getting getting him out of his game a little bit. And um, the good thing about. About being with the Reynosos and Canelo's team is there's definitely going to be a plan A, plan B, maybe even a plan C. So, you know, hopefully, you know, for for those that's pulling for Valdez, um, we'll we'll see him land something not just up top but to the body. And again, the uh, the reaction from Shakur Stevenson is going to be very telling. Um, and I'm not saying he's going to put him down or anything like that, but you know, if let's say for whatever reason his his um his demeanor changes, he's not as aggressive after Valdez lands, then then we know that, uh, you know, so there, there's something there that Valdez can build off of and maybe, maybe uh, pull off a victory. Um, I also think, just seeing from the stuff I've seen on YouTube as far as uh, the, the real-time, um, you know, it's kind of like a HBO 24-7 back in the day, but the top rank does a good job of putting stuff out, you know, documentaries on these fighters. Um Throughout the week on YouTube, so uh, but what I'm catching from Valdez, the vibe that I'm catching is, you know, he he knows, he's mentioned that that the the fighter that lands the the first shot might might win the fight, you know, so so he knows he's confident in his power. Um, I don't know what he thinks about Shakur's power. We, we do know that Valdez has been down before; he's gotten his jaw broken before, um, but he always comes back. And, and we hopefully we get to see what, what Stevenson is built, uh, how Stevenson is built as far as that. But I, I want to say again from what I've heard from Valdez is that he's going to try to take them deep into the, the late rounds, and, and that's where he's really gonna gonna try to apply more pressure, maybe even put him away or or something, you know. Uh, so yeah, and Shakur Stevenson, you know what I hear from him is just overall confidence, you know, like. He feels like nobody can beat him. He feels like he's one of the best all time. He's going to be one of the best ever, and, and that's good. You know, that's that's awesome for for somebody his age to have that much confidence. And he he does have some skill to to back that up. But this fight's going to prove, you know, whether he he actually belongs or not, or he goes back to the drawing board. You know what I mean? So, anyways, again, WBC, WBO, Ring Magazine, one hundred and thirty pound fight, uh, fight, uh, title fight. And, uh, my official pick is going to be, again, I got to go with my head, not my heart. And I'm actually going to be near a sports book the day of the fight. So, so I'm not only going to give you guys my pick this time. Uh, I'm also going to give you guys what I'm probably going to bet on. Uh, so, okay, straight up my, straight up. My pick is going to be, I think the clearest path to victory for either of these fighters is a decision and i think stevenson wins by decision if it goes if it goes to that so yeah official pick shakur stevenson by decision now if we're talking betting which you know is a little bit more interesting um looking at the odds earlier today it's about 5 to 1 you know either way um shakur stevenson is favored meaning you have to bet i mean in simplest terms you have to bet five dollars to win one dollar uh and in simplest terms uh valdez you have to bet one dollar to win five and that's just any any route to victory whether it's a knockout uh decision whatever um but the one that caught my eye is the draw i a lot of times we see you know when we're waiting for a fight and it's it's two fighters that are up there they're with the same promotional company um it it ends up being a draw you know and and i mean i'm not saying there's any anything going on here outside of you know as far as uh throwing a fight or anything like that but you get two dudes in the ring at the uh, that are really really good you know what i mean and there's different judges that look for different things you know it it, it might end in a draw um i I know it's a hard thing to just predict oh well i'm gonna predict a draw but when you see the odds, it's it's like plus two thousand. So, you know, it's like if you bet ten dollars, you win. It's it's a big payoff. Let me just put it that way, okay? For every four dollars that you bet, you get paid like ninety dollars if it's a draw. So I'm probably gonna drop a a small amount on that on the draw. You know, just put down a small amount and, you know, forget about it. If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. It's going to be an amount that I don't care if I lose, but if I win, it's going to be great, okay? And that's just a strategy that a lot of betters go by. Um, another thing, I mean, I, I didn't see it on the website that I was on, but I'm definitely going to check as soon as I get there to the sports book, um, the the knockout. If it's worth it, I mean, I might I might take a shot at it, um, I think the decision is not going to pay off that much because I think a lot of people like, expect it to be, to go that route, especially the, the bookmakers. So there might be some money involved as far as a knockout. Um, but if you want to take a chance on the draw, if you think it's going to be a close fight, if you think it's going to be a competitive fight, then the money's definitely betting on the draw. But again, it's hard to say if it's going to happen or not. My, uh, advice bet a small amount. That you really don't care about, but that's going to be a good payoff. You lose it, oh well. Let's just say twenty bucks. Oh well, I lose twenty bucks. I lose twenty bucks. But at, at plus two thousand, if it happens, then you know you're, you're you got a good good uh, a good win there. Definitely a good win. Um, so before I go, um, we're we're definitely going to do a, another episode next week. Uh, of course, we have Canelo Alvarez against Demetri Ball. And there's no way we can't have an episode that plus, plus we can talk about this fight. So look out for that midweek next week. Um, but yeah, May 7th, um, on pay-per-view at 175 pounds. Uh, Dimitri Bival is the champ. Um, I don't want to talk about it too much right now. Uh, I'll be checking the odds and everything while I'm out there on the sports books. See if there's any, any, any other, uh, Any other uh, betting that could be made as far as the the knockout and stuff like that. So, and and I'll come definitely come back with that next week and let you guys know. But I didn't want to finish or end this episode without mentioning the fact that, yes, Canelo Alvarez, the fight is here next week against Dimitri Bebo. So, um, yeah, I'm not going to get too much into it right now. You're going to have to wait for next week on that one. Uh, Hopefully, my boy uh, Dennis can join me, and we'll have another Puncher's Chance edition on the Edwards Podcast. Uh, But as far as this one, thank you guys again for listening, and I am out. Peace.